ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to The Undiluted Truth. I am Ben, and we're coming to you from the All Seasons Tabletop Studio. Ah, and without further... I I keep saying without further ado, I want to switch that up, but I keep doing it out of instinct. But uh, anyway, so don't forget to like, subscribe, and share if you guys like what you're hearing. Mm -hmm. Um, So help us get this out there. To as many people as we can. Absolutely. Today's episode is going to be called, if I get this right, uh, Stories from Victims of Medical... Man, I was going to say medical malpractice. <laughs> uh, well, that could <laughs> well, be true, too. Could, yeah, uh, uh, but that's not the actual title, guys. Um, <laughs> how about mandates? Yeah, 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 yeah. From Medical Mandates and Vaccines. Uh, so to put all that together, stories from victims of medical mandates and vaccines. Yes. Anyway, so uh, I apologize, guys. I get tripped up every once in a while, and sometimes we edit some things out, and sometimes we just leave them because, well, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we don't edit too much out usually. We try so, not to. Uh, yeah, most right. of it's a little raw, and <laughs> you know, that that's just how we roll here. Yeah. So um, anyway, without further ado. Let's hand it over to Mike and welcome, Mike. Hi, Ben. How are you doing? With <laughs> with no further ado, uh, yeah. here I am, and you yes. know, it's just, there you are. Yes, yeah. And when you're using a phrase that's been around for, I guess, ever, never, never, you know, without further ado, everybody says that it's it's hard to break it. So we'll have yeah. to, we will have to come up <laughs> with kinda, something different, yeah. catchy, uh, whatever. Right, we'll, right. we'll work that in some kind of way. I know the last time that we introduced the All Seasons Tabletop Studio, I, I keep looking at this tabletop going, <laughs> you know, the, the time has got to come soon hey, for some tidying up of this tabletop because... Hey, at least right now, nobody can see your tabletop. Hey, it's well, okay. Th- thank, <laughs> thank God for that. You know, I, I'm looking now and I'm thinking, well, there's a lot of notes. There's a lot of papers. There's a lot. And then I'm thinking, this sort it, of looks like a... A, a small composite of a thrift store. So well, it means uh, we're working, but yeah, yeah. it's, it, and we're working and it's a work <laughs> in progress. And of course I like the title that you gave and the important thing that you said that we don't want to gloss over is vic- these were victims stories. Yes. Uh, so of, of these, uh, these medical mandates and vaccines. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's heavy. This that is heavy, and what we're getting into is current. And once we get to that uh, portion of this episode, uh, you will see how current it is. And this might, you know, for those people out there and and guys uh, and gals, we use that term, you know, endearing. But listeners, we we welcome you. It's it's great to have you back with us, uh, rock tumblers and truth seekers. Uh, you know how we typically roll here. We, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and mm-hmm. we put it, we kick out uh, these uh, episodes, and and we try to get ahead of the game. Sort of, we do record earlier. This one here, because it's so current and so impactful, this might have to jump in front of the line. Uh, and Ben and I will talk about that. Uh, but that's a totally irrelevant. To you guys, because when you get it, you're going to yeah, be getting yeah, it. So, exactly. Uh, just uh, we, you know, just know that we're going to try to get this as it is still current uh, to you. Mm-hmm. So, 
Uh, anyway, it's good to be back. It is. It is. Uh, back here doing what we do and uh, getting a little bit of uh, release from you know the heaviness of uh, subject matter. Yeah. Uh, so what we want to get to first, though, uh, before we get into the actual title of yeah. the episode, uh, don't don't we have some, uh, we have an update, right? Yeah, on uh, something. This this could be sort of a subtitle. This is this is going to be the uh, a little bit of an update from the global COVID summit uh, that was done in Rome, and it is it, this was done in 2021, and not too many days ago. And just to give you a, a little bit of an, I say, a, an original update. This started off at our first episode, eleven thousand ish uh, medical doctors and scientists signed this declaration, which now, up to date, the closest that we can come, number wise, it's now twelve thousand seven hundred scientists and medical uh, experts, doctors, and so yeah. forth. And that that was coming from the podcast titled, if I remember the title correctly, um, "Doctors and Scientists Worldwide Call for Crimes, Crimes Against, Against Humanity." That's that's so correct. for for those of you that are wondering, this is an update to that declaration that we read there. Yes, Back and you, and Mike. we will be updating this uh, on a regular basis because this is important. And Ben and I were talking about it beforehand. That we see these guys, these men and women that have signed this mm-hmm. as sort of patriots in, in today's world. I mean, these people are risking their professions, their licenses, uh, and many other things, and maybe even their lives. I mean, you know, I, yeah. mm-hmm. and I don't think I'm underestimating, but it's important to see the you know, see the gravity of this, the weight of this, because I think all of us have been waiting for somebody to stand up and do something. Well, we've got almost 13,000 people that actually matter uh, when it comes to Mm -hmm. what's been going on in the country. And uh, I think these are, are the real heroes. Sure, there may have been a number of people that have treated uh, people with COVID or whatever that are in the hospitals, but are afraid to stand up. Right. That's right. You know, were they heroes? I don't know. That's that might be up for debate. That they, you know, if you did something and you helped, you know, in your own way, but you're afraid to stand up and call out the people that have caused, or uh, I think we had actually. In one of these episodes, possibly have called out murder. Yeah. Mass murder has been committed. Absolutely. And uh, these are the people that are standing up and saying, you know what? We've had enough. Yeah. And just to reiterate, if you guys do do end up going to the the website here, you can scroll through a couple of the co signers. And I'll just mention a couple names that we've had during our podcasting. Um, Dr. Robert Malone. Yes. He is one of the co-signers on this declaration. Absolutely. Now, it doesn't list everybody that signed it, but uh, Dr. Robert Malone, uh, Dr. Vandenbosch. Yeah, Geert Vandenbosch. Geert Vandenbosch yes. is on there. And also Dr. Peter McCullough yes. is on there. So some of the names that we've heard Big, on our podcast. Absolutely. Um, Big they're, names. They're co-signers yeah. on this declaration. Right. 
And those of you that have listened, I mean, will hear those names and know exactly yeah. who they are. Right. But the first two are, well, the first one was the architect of the mRNA uh, right. uh, delivery system and the vaccine. And then, of course, Geert Vandenbosch is a developer of uh, vaccinations. So these these guys are <laughs> yeah. uh, right, right. well-known worldwide, and mm-hmm. uh, they, God bless them, they're, they're standing up and, and admitting, you know, hey, they might be in the past people that believed in vaccines and want to do what's right. And you know what? I think that's the the whole key is they want to do what's right. Exactly. Plain and simple. So, so Mike, when was this updated? This, Can I uh, ask that? Yes. Okay. And, of course, this update is October the 29th. Okay. So, and not it is... Not too long ago. Not too long ago, and, and it is a little bit different. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and get through it. I'm just going to read through this quickly to give you this and to see Excellent. and and if you Excellent. guys heard the other three you'll know exactly what's in it and see the differences so here we go as it reads we the physicians of the world united and loyal to the hippocratic oath thank god recognizing the imminent threat to humanity brought forth by current covid-19 policies are compelled to declare the following whereas after 20 months of research millions of patients treated hundreds of clinical trials performed and scientific data shared. We have demonstrated and documented our success and understanding in combating COVID-19. Whereas in considering the risks versus benefits of major policy decisions, thousands of physicians and medical scientists worldwide have reached consensus on three foundational principles okay so here is the the update we as the Siamese resolved that healthy children shall not be subject to forced vaccination negligible clinical risks from SARS-CoV-2 infection exist for healthy children under 18 secondly long-term safety of the current COVID vaccines in children cannot be determined prior to instituting such policies without high powered reproducible long-term safety data risk to the long-term health status of children remain too high to support use in healthy children. Children risk severe adverse events from receiving the vaccine Permanent physical damage to the brain, heart, immune, and reproductive system associated with SARS-CoV-2 spike protein-based genetic vaccines has been demonstrated in children. Healthy unvaccinated children are critical to achieving herd immunity. Natural immunity is proven to tolerate infection, benefiting community protection while there is insufficient data to assess whether covid Vaccines assist herd immunity. Important stuff. And, and folks, I'm just sort of reading this verbatim. I'd love to stop and pause and be able to comment, but uh, we'll get through this. It's not too long. Bear with us. But, hey, we here like the technical, and we're trying to bring you facts. So we're literally giving this to you as it is written. Mm-hmm. Getting into the second part of this uh, says, resolved that naturally – Immune persons recovered from SARS-CoV-2 shall not be subject to any restrictions or vaccine mandates. 
Bullet point one, natural immunity is the most protective and longest-lasting solution against development of COVID-19 disease and its more serious outcomes. Mm-hmm. Two, natural, naturally immune persons are at the lowest risk of transmission, thus should not be subject to travel, professional, medical, or social restrictions. Mm. Pretty clear. Mm-hmm. And number three on that Topic, natural immunity provides the best source of herd immunity, a condition necessary for eradicating the COVID virus. Now, getting into the next phase, we are resolved, being the signees of this declaration, resolved that all health agencies and institutions shall cease interfering with physicians treating individual patients. Early intervention with numerous available agents has proven to be safe and effective and has saved hundreds of thousands of lives. And that was bulletproof one on this particular uh, section. Bullet point, not bulletproof. But B- bullet, yes. bullet, <laughs> bullet point, yes. Uh, we, we like bulletproof evidence. Uh, maybe, yes. maybe, that's, there you go. maybe that's in there somewhere. There you go. Uh, bullet point two. No medicine already given regulatory approval shall be restricted from off-label use, particularly during this global humanitarian crisis caused by a rapidly mutating virus, which requires quick-to-adopt treatment strategies. And number three, health agencies shall be prohibited from interfering with physicians prescribing evidence-based treatment that deem necessary they deem necessary, and insurance companies must cease blocking payments for life-saving medicine prescribed by doctors. Amen. And this final section, it basically is a wrap-up here, recommended legislative or executive action is that we, the signees, believe that violating any of these three principles unnecessarily and directly risks death to our citizens. We hereby recommend the leaders of states, provinces, and nations legislate or take executive action to prohibit the three practices described above. And it gives a signing page for all doctors, scientists, and so forth. Yeah. So that's ba- that's your basic update to the original. Uh, wow. And uh, boy, it, it drives it straight home. And I love it. And folks, as you go through uh, and listen to to that again, possibly you can go to the actual page, and and I'm getting it from Doctors and Scientists Declaration dot org. Yes, Doctors right. and Scientists plural Declaration dot org. You can read the whole thing there, and there's a lot of uh, uh, supporting evidence that is a part of this this update. So go through there and read it all. It's 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 absolutely amazing. But more importantly, when you're looking at this, think: How many people could you fit into your home? A hmm. hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred. You know, it depends on what the size of your home is. Yeah. But think about a a a crowd of experts, doctors, scientists medical professionals that want to do what's right and think how 
big of a place would you have to have to have 13,000 of them? I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. that's a stadium. That's a Coliseum that, that is, uh, that is a lot. So, uh, you know, these are our advocates, folks. These are our patriots. And I couldn't have said some of this better myself. Uh, This is what I think we've been looking for. And, I, I love the way it starts off as we, the physicians of the world, united and loyal to the Hippocratic Oath. And that means something to me, that those doctors and professionals believe that that oath they took means something. So Yeah. Okay. Well, and there you have the update. Uh, once again, uh, to, to get to it, to take a look at it, doctors and scientists, declaration.org. Org. All right. So, as we move forward, we're going to get into some heavy, uh, some heavy hitting stuff. We're going to get over here to the one of our one of our favorite places, the High Wire, to get uh, information from. And uh, right. Dell Bigtree's got. Uh, I, I love what those guys do, by the way. And I mean, I, I can't give him enough kudos and and the things. That he does. He travels all the time. I did see him in person. I didn't get a chance to shake his hand uh, in Nashville at okay. the uh, Truth About uh, Cancer event there, but he was there. But I, I understand he travels almost every week somewhere wow. to to speak and, and support things that are going on, whether it be vaccines or masking or any mandates. Uh, yeah. He is a giver of, of time and, and his research and knowledge, and he shares everything that they that they do research on this show and what I love about it, he encourages you to go on and share what they share. Yeah. And isn't that great? I mean, we yeah, just go yeah. on there and you know, it's it's no plagiary or anything and no, no risk of uh hey, wait, man, we uh we had that show patented, man. You can't no right. yeah, it's yeah, yeah. hey, all we care about is getting this stuff out. And, right, um, exactly. He does. He does great work. So he is going to at this in this segment. He's going to give almost a I would call it a trailer of the title with these victims of medical mandates, and we will begin with that just to sort of give you an idea of what we're going to be covering. And mm-hmm. this actually was an event that took place in D.C. I think Dell's going to mention it, and of course, uh, what he doesn't, we'll we'll follow up on. But um, anyway, without further delay, ah, <laughs> good switch up there. I like it. Ah, yes. Okay, we found we found a new <laughs> phrase. Without further delay, here's uh, Dell Bigtree and the High Wire. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are out there in the world. How about we all step out onto the high wire? Um, I mean, it's just an amazing week. We've got so much to talk about. We've got a childhood vaccine now that's rushing out into children. Um, But when we think about all that we've been through over this, you know, entire pandemic, year and a half, and then the rollout of this vaccine, VAERS numbers just skyrocketing everywhere, yet nobody seems to care. Well, this week... Somebody made D.C. care. That's right. Senator Ron Johnson sponsored an event in Washington, D.C. called the Expert Panel on Medical Mandates and Vaccine Injuries. 
Uh, who was at this panel? We were talking about lawyers. We were talking about doctors, surgeons, and even trial participants who were discussing what had happened to them after receiving one of the COVID-19 vaccines. Now DC can never say they didn't know better. No matter what happens going in the future, let it be known that this happened in Washington, DC. Okay, just uh, (laughs) just to to give a little uh, foreground here is this trailer goes, yes, as you can obviously tell, it's going to have some music and and some video. Unfortunately, we can't show you that. But what you're going to be hearing are some highlights, I should say, or just many clips of testimonies that were given. We will be covering some of these in their entirety as we move through. This particular episode will most likely be longer than what you folks are used to. So, but as we move through here, uh, these are actual mini clips of what was taking place in DC. And here we go. Telling the truth in today's cancel culture is not necessarily easy. you can pay a pretty heavy price for it. So I, I really appreciate everybody participating in this. Uh, it, it's, it's a real shame that we're having to hold this round table. That's Ron Johnson. Government officials, uh, the heads of our healthcare agencies, had they been doing their job, had they been honest and transparent with the American public, we wouldn't be here today. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm a, I'm a preschool teacher. I'm a 29-year-old professional mountain bike racer and three-time national champion. I was previously an active long-distance biker and triathlete. I had no known underlying health conditions. I'm 35 years old and I spent most of the beginning of this year snowboarding and working out in the gym. This is my daughter Maddie. She participated in the Pfizer COVID vaccine trial. I received my COVID vaccine when I gladly signed up for a clinical trial here in the United States with AstraZeneca. I was a father of a 16-year-old son, a single parent. I raised my boy since he was a baby. We got the Pfizer vaccine because I thought it was to protect him. I thought it was the right thing to do. I received my first dose of the Pfizer COVID vaccine on February 1st. Within 30 minutes, I developed a severe stabbing headache that later became a burning sensation in the back of my neck. In less than 12 hours, she developed severe abdominal pain, horrible nausea, painful electric shocks on her spine and neck. She had chest pain, severe chest pain. The way she described it, it felt like it was being, her heart was being pulled out of her neck. I got right, right facial tingling back, numbness, throat tightness tachycardia, wild fluctuating blood pressures, severe right-sided headaches and brain fog. I'm intermittently dizzy. My vision is blurry. My right pupil is not dilating properly. My right leg has extreme burning pain. And I also get muscle spasms and twitches. I went to bed at 10 o'clock at night. I woke up at two o'clock in the morning, paralyzed. I had a blood clot in my leg. My entire spinal cords had swollen and hemorrhaged. I aspirated on water. They said it was safe. 
now I go home to an empty house. Two days after vaccination, I got in my airplane to do a job that would take only a few hours. Immediately after taking off, I knew something was not right with me. I pulled my airplane up to turn around and felt an extreme burst of pressure in my ears. Instantly, I was nearly blacked out, dizzy, disoriented, nauseous, and shaking uncontrollably. By the grace of God, I was able to land my plane without incident, although I do not remember doing this. I've had six spinal taps over eight months to monitor my intracranial pressure and two surgeries eight weeks apart to repair the fistulas. My condition continu continued to decline and my doctors told me only an adverse reaction to the vaccine or a major head trauma could have caused this much spontaneous damage. I soon saw a neurologist who diagnosed me with transverse myelitis, a rare condition that involves a demyelinated lesion of my thoracic spinal cord. I see a neurologist, rheumatologist, cardiologist, gynecologist, neuro-ophthalmologist, and physical therapist, among others. I lost my ability to speak naturally. I have become unable to walk without a walker and never know if or when the tremors will come or go. I can no longer cook, clean, or even pick up and hold my baby for too long before my body begins to shake uncontrollably or is thrown into excruciating amounts of pain. She can't walk. She's in a wheelchair. She has an NG tube for all of her nutrition. She has constant pain in her stomach, back and neck. She can't feel her legs. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Today, I am an unemployed paraplegic who's learning an entire new lifestyle. And the only thing I did between full health and my current condition is take a shot. I have been bedridden, unable to work, and unable to exercise for months. I fear that my career has officially been ended. I don't know if I'll ever be able to fly an airplane again. This vaccine has taken my career from me and the future I have worked so hard to build. My career of 19 years, excuse me, that I took almost 14 years to train for <clears throat> is likely over. They did everything in their power to hide everything that happened to her. And that is why this is happening to every, all these other people and kids. They murdered my son and the other people that are suffering, these kids with all these side effects, that's child abuse right there. I mean, why is it something being done? Assuming the FDA and the CDC would be alarmed at my diagnosis, I expected to be contacted soon after my VAERS submission. No phone call, no contact. In fact, weeks passed. I then contacted the CDC myself. They acknowledged my VAERS submission, but stated my reaction was categorized as not serious, as I had not been hospitalized and I hadn't died. Okay, I'm going to pause it right there. Now, we're still still in the small clips of these are actual victims. The last gentleman speaking there was actually a doctor. Wow. He contacted theirs and tried to talk to someone. I mean, well, I, I say theirs is actually the reporting system, but he contacted the powers to be in crickets, mm -hmm. no response. But 
one of these gentlemen was a, uh, as you heard him, he was a, he was a pilot. I think he was a commercial pilot. It didn't say what airline. Right. You had mothers. Uh, the one gentleman you could obviously tell he was uh, upset, crying. Uh, Hispanic man. Um, his son died from the vaccine. Yeah. Uh, some of these stories we're going to hear in their entirety, but I wanted to pause it here. And we'll pick it up on the next episode uh, right here. I think this is important. And we may hear a little bit from the organizer uh, of this. Dell does an excellent interview with her as well. So, uh, folks, this is real. These people are in D.C. because of adverse effects of a vaccine. As you can hear, there was two of them that actually mentioned that they were part of a trial. But you know what? That's what trials are for, is to take the information, whether it be good or bad, and to put it out there. These adverse events were basically deleted, and these people were basically taken off of any records that they were even part of the clinical trial. I might be getting out in front of some of this, but but you need to know this. Right. Uh, so this, to me, was hard, and, and I haven't seen the whole thing, but I've seen a, a lot of it. It was hard to watch without tissues, with feeling these people's pain. And these yeah. are but a few of those one of the most powerful statements is is the doctor. The doctor said that uh, well, they were just excusing him because he had not had a bad enough effect, or he wasn't dead. Right. So as Doctor Richard Fleming would say, well, what do you want me to do? Call back when I'm dead? You know. Yeah. I mean, how how much worse can it get than why dead? don't you Why don't you do that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it just this is sadly, folks, sadly believable and. Um, Anyway, yeah. well, let's wrap it up right here, Ben, and we'll pick it up uh, on the other side. So, All right. Father in heaven, Lord, uh, as we begin this particular episode, Lord, we thank you, first of all, of uh, for the patriots, the medical professional patriots that are standing up, risking everything for their patients. And I, I, I would like to think it's not just because they took an oath, but it was what possessed them and what caused them to take that oath. And it absolutely meant something to them, and we thank you for them. We pray for their protection. We pray for uh, uh, blessings upon them. And more importantly, we we pray that their voices will be heard. And, Lord, we thank you, Ben and I do, that uh, you have given us this platform. We want to lift up our uh, listeners and uh, ask for the same blessings to be placed on them. And Lord, may we continue to hunger and thirst for out-and-out undiluted truth and for you. And as we close this episode out, Lord, we ask that every intent of thought be pure. And we pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you.